This is Mom Squad Pod, your weekly update on tips, tricks, and all things parenting with Maureen Kyle.
It's really natural and human to be inquisitive about human behavior. These true crime shows give us a brief glimpse into what makes people tick. Why do people commit these crimes that we would never even think of? In many ways, it's similar to the phenomenon of a train wreck where we just can't tear our eyes away. Is it, do you think women are, I've seen statistics that women especially are more attracted to some of these stories? A 2010 study actually examined this and found that women are disproportionately attracted to true crime stories. And here's why, because in essentially we are doing research. Our minds are becoming attuned to all of the dangers that are in our environment. And women are often more vulnerable to crimes. So they want to be prepared. They can walk through the scenarios in their mind, all the what ifs. What else about our nature and human nature is it that attracts us to these stories and podcasts and TV shows? From an evolutionary perspective, we are really drawn to true crime because we want to know all the danger that is out there in our environment. We want to be prepared. So if we know all the scenarios that could possibly happen, we can really be prepared and walk through the what ifs in our minds. Also, our, it's a puzzle and we are very attracted to puzzles and situations that our brains are trying to figure out. Mm -hmm. It's also very good storytelling. It tells a very intense story. There are characters. And often what we like about true crime is that there is a resolution that we often at the end, we know what happened. We can put all the pieces together. Unfortunately, in real life, and in true crime situations, there is not always a resolution or an ending or an understanding, but in true crime stories, they put it all together for us. So we can also help to figure it out along the way. 
In a lot of these stories, I mean, I think of immediately, I think of Dateline and, and the running joke, you know, the husband is usually the suspect or whatever. And, you know, I, I watch these and my husband would never, I mean, like, I don't know, is that part of it? I'm thinking my husband would never murder, you know? So why is it that somebody like me would be attracted? Am I thinking like, what if things take a turn or is it that it's just so out of the realm of probably my reality that, that I, I want to hear it as a fantasy? Yeah. Well, we like to be scared in very controlled and safe ways. In fact, when we look at what's going on with our biology, as we're watching these true crime shows, we feel something. We have a physiological reaction. Our adrenaline starts to get pumped up. We go into the fight or flight response. And so it's something very visceral that we feel. It's a little bit like why we like on Halloween going into fun houses or or, you know, Halloween houses, because we like to be scared and to feel something. It's a little bit like when we're watching romance movies, if it makes us cry and we have a physiological reaction, we can feel it. We're very attracted to it. We remember it. Is there anything to the the ones, uh, the podcasts or the stories that we can almost see the ending, you know, where, where, where it's like, how did she not realize? Why didn't she see this red flag? Why didn't she, you know, suspect this person right from the start? You know, is there anything about that, those moments that we, does that make us feel good about ourselves? Does that, you know, do, yeah. do we get hooked into that? Like, we know the answer and why couldn't this person see it? There's a little bit of relief that we get from watching these shows, that it is not us, that we are watching vicariously. And we imagine that in that situation or that scenario that we would have made a different choice. There's a theory in psychology called the just world theory. And basically this is, we want as human beings to believe that good things happen to good people and bad things happen to bad people. When we watch these shows, this kind of turns it upside down a little bit. We start to imagine and think about what would happen if I was in this scenario and walking through in our minds what we would do if this happened to us. And so it almost gives us a little sense of empowerment or encouragement of how you would handle this situation. So in our minds, we are really trying to put the pieces together and understand who commits these crimes, who are the victims, what situations and what behaviors make people really vulnerable. So we're not sociopaths for liking <laughs> this stuff. No, in, in, in little amounts, true crime is normal, it's healthy, it's natural that we are very inquisitive and curious about these behaviors. So if you're someone who is attracted to them and you spend lots of hours watching it and anticipating it, don't feel bad or be concerned. Or if you have a significant other who spends many hours, you don't have to be worried about, about their mental health or that they may commit these crimes. We're also sort of fascinated by the idea that we all have this natural human impulse of aggression. And all of us have to, each and every day, keep that aggression under control. 
And we often joke about things like, oh, I could just kill someone, but we don't often, you know, think about that we actually really do it. So we're curious about what takes someone away from controlling those impulses. What makes them snap and take away that desire to be part of our everyday society, to be human functioning individuals in the world? Um, there's something really unique and we really want to understand why and how. And so it delves into these very deep questions that we have to explore as humans. So how much is too much? Because you said it, it healthy doses. How do we know that maybe we're reading too many novels, watching too many shows, listening to too many podcasts? There are a number of red flags to watch out for. The first are PTSD-like symptoms or what we call as flashbacks. There are certain images on these crime shows that your mind cannot erase, that it will replay. So if you find yourself at night and these images start to flash and you can't get away from them, you know that this is a problem. Also, having difficulty sleeping, that is a big red flag that these shows are starting to creep into your subconscious. If you don't feel safe at home, in, in your own home, or you're feeling paranoid at times, maybe you're walking around the grocery store and all of a sudden you're looking at the person next to you wondering what they are capable of or who they really are. You know that these are some red flags that it may be actually too much. Our minds cannot distinguish between, at times, reality and fantasy. If you imagine biting into a lemon, you will start to salivate even though it's not real. And so the same thing can happen with true crime is that our minds can start to imagine and replay these scenarios. And you can get images or flashes in your mind that are disturbing and they keep you up at night and make you start to feel very paranoid or worried. Like I almost want to have my daughter listen to it when it's an appropriate age to be like, 
don't start talking to somebody online if you don't see them in person. I think that case in particular was really interesting because, like you said, it was a case of sort of, you know, this was someone that you thought that probably was going to die in this case. Mm -hmm. And so that you talk to them in person is not not to be like a spoiler, but unfortunately that was just this case was sort of someone who knew very well. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that that was a very important evidence to have in this case. And in the Muslim case, it was sort of a situation for 10 years. You kind of like it was mm-hmm. a couple of years where it was just kind of like, I feel like that one's almost like a PSA of yeah. like everybody who is just, you know, when, when teenagers are starting to get into social media, I feel like they need to listen to Sweet Poppy because it's not that graphic. It was just disturbing in the way that somebody who cared about really destroyed their life. Um, but then <laughs> the other thing, like the, the common theme, uh, especially in these Dateline podcasts, <laughs> I'm noticing like if anybody takes a life insurance policy out on me, <laughs> they should be suspect number one <laughs> when I go missing or I'm dead. I mean, that's that's another like red flag that where I think when Susan was talking about like you're doing research on like could this be me could this happen to me um that's uh, that's one of those things where the two that I mentioned for for the dateline podcast you know husbands getting jealous of or an affair or something like that I think is is a red flag yeah I think even like there's something I think is sort of important to note too is that like it's not a good thing Mm -hmm. there's not any attracted to these stories when I hear like uh, you know like that survivors were drawn to it um it's just funny that it's a stereotype and I think that that's that's these podcasts and and shows that are on it's not like this is a new genre either like there were murder mystery novels way back when that were some of the most popular like Agatha Christie novels I mean this is what people have been drawn to for years so it makes me feel better about like okay this isn't not this isn't something new and I'm not like you know, somebody who's just being obsessed with murder yeah, or something. It's more <laughs> available. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. I was just saying that there's a lot of different types of survivors and stories. <laughs> I think the other thing that, like, for me, besides doing research and trying to find out more about these cases, it's just, like, getting into the
Do you feel safer as a person? Like, do you feel like do you, you <laughs> need to pop yourself in the back? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you bring me after after <laughs> after a few of those. Anyway, well, I'm so glad you shared your favorites because it's I always think it's just a recommendation. Can, you can, can I give a couple more? Yes, please. Oh my gosh, please. Um, one that I think is also I think you guys also talked about this on the podcast, but it's called Real Time Forever. Okay. And it announces is actually the pilot of the Valley season, and I'm gonna play that for you. Uh-huh. And he's a former writer at the Current Events Network. Oh my. Okay. That really does tie into the Cape Cod situation and the I think that's enough homework that you're getting. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. and, and that's good to know because when I scroll through, you know, I get, I kind of get hooked on one and, and I'm years behind on some of them. Yeah. So I could sit there and listen forever. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to continue sharing and we'll have to keep our true crime, uh, conversation going. Maybe next time we'll also talk about comics and <laughs> how scared we find. Maybe lighter, lighter subjects. So, all right, Brooke, thank you so much. Thank you. And thanks to all of you for joining us on the Mom Squad Pod. We'll see you right back here next time. Thanks for listening to Mom Squad Pod with Maureen Kyle from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and on the WKYC app.